We would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land, the Wongol people of the Darug Nation, where we are recording this podcast. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islanders tuning into the podcast. Wait, what's this podcast called again? Mad Chatter. Hmm. One, two, three. Hello, hello and welcome to episode two of Mad Chatter podcast. Hold for applause. So, if you're with us, again, firstly, thank you. Secondly, there's something we need to address. I find this awkward every week to say hello. I don't know if you guys listen to the Hamish and Andy podcast. They say, ahoy, we need a word. Hiya. Hiya. Sup. G'day. Do we we didn't back- say g'day last week. Do we bring back the sup? Sup. <laughs> how's it? How's it? <laughs> like, how's it? Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, or we'll put holla. it out. Maybe we put it out to people. <gasps> no, why don't holla. each episode we do like a different language? Like, bonjour, like, bonsoir. Um, that's both French, but like, <laughs> hola, or like, um, bonjourno, ciao. Okay, I like it. All right. Taking this thing international. <laughs> <laughs> international. So big podcast coming up today. A lot to get in. We have a lot of issues to address. It's been a big week. I think that's sort of where we have to start. I think a lot in the world of sport, particularly, we've had the shock retirement of Ashley Barty at the ripe old age of 25. And then we had Buddy kicking his thousandth goal on Friday night. Yeah. And then we had Nick Curios today or yesterday absolutely cracking the sads. But As outside of sport, we had Will Smith <laughs> cracking Chris Rock. <laughs> Maddie, what was the joke? What? About the rock, paper, scissors. Why did he slap him with an open hand? Yeah, yeah. Because, because paper, paper beats, beats rock. rock. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> great. That. Oh, the internet, it gives and it gives, doesn't it? We but also had quite the low with mm. Sammy Wallace going down with a horrible, horrible ACL injury, which unfortunately we're going to have to talk a bit more about in quarter one. But um, Lucky we've had some time because I couldn't think about it without crying and it's been four days. So I know. I think I'm good today. I'm good to go. We'll wait and see how we go. That was some trauma. But we will obviously mix in some fun, as always. I say, as always, it's like we've been doing this for years. But um, (laughs) there will be some fun. We're going to answer some of your um, feedback. We have been inundated with questions. (laughs) I think we might have broken the internet with the amount of questions you guys asked. Inundated. 20s. 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 In the 20s. (laughs) Same number of listens we had to episode one. (laughs) Actually, I think that cracked the hundreds. I think we're getting there. I was stoked that there was people that were rating it on Spotify, although Maddie did tell me one of them was her. (laughs) One, maybe a couple. (laughs) But we have burst onto the podcast scene now. I will let our followers know that if you're not a Spotify listener, we're also on Apple Podcasts. I think we're also on Amazon. You know, we don't discriminate here, so we're across all podcasts, podcasting platforms. The title of this episode is We've Burst Onto the Podcast Scene Now. (laughs) Now, because we're pros, we're going to do a bit of a callback to last week. I believe we ended last week's podcast with me doing some scoring, score tips. Score. Yes, there were some tips involved. Yep. How do we go? How did I go? Three from four. Not in terms of goal scoring right, though, but in terms no. of who won. You look, you're well off with the actual scores and the MVPs, <laughs> but the only one you got wrong was our game. <laughs> so really, that's on you guys. Yes, it is. Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> right, so we've addressed my tips. Now, we also finished off last week's podcast with our goal. Goal. We need to get this lingo better. Yeah. It was gains, deflections, and goals. I feel Obstructions, like... not deflections. Oh, close. Bloody hell. For me, I would love... <clears throat> sorry, he just had a bit of a... Th- I've actually... Sorry, this is... A, I've actually been just been on another podcast today. <laughs> so my voice is a little bit scratchy. She's I'm doing the round. I'm already cheating on Mad Chatter. I was on the Fox Netball podcast, but be rest assured... 
be rest assured. Yes, that I did give Mad Chat a, a shout out, but then I also said that I would cross promote on this one as well. So listen to the Fox Netball podcast as well. We're all friends here in the netball world. So what were our goals, Turner? What was yours? Well, my goal was to get Bryzer to use the pyramid at training, oh, yes. but we've been a little bit distracted. Obviously, training's been the focus, and I just didn't want to put the extra pressure on Bryony to put up a pyramid and rate people. Plus, I don't think everyone wanted to see those results. I think we'd all be on the bottom <laughs> tier of the pyramid after uh, Saturday's game, so I think Bryce's job would have been pretty easy. I know you guys, but my videos went great. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a joke. That's such it's a all joke. That. Proud. My goal was for this podcast oh, to go yeah. viral, and... <laughs> If 300 listens is viral, then tick it off. Because tick, tick, tick. Retiring now. Brilliant. No, well, I think I should have changed my goal after that to just getting the podcast out there because that proved to be its own issue. There's a lot that goes into getting an RSS feed onto all podcasting platforms. But we did that, so I'm going to tick my goal off well and truly. Oh, well, look, there's still time. There's still, there's time. still time. What was yours? My challenge was to start the F1 documentary. Oh, how'd you go? I did not. I But in my defense, I have been starting, I think I mentioned it last week, Grey's Anatomy again, and I was in the season where George was oh, going to... 007. Dosh. Spoiler. <laughs> um, so I really wanted to persist with that because I love making myself sad. Rightfully so. Yeah, but Hence why we did this before. podcast. I have watched it before, but it was still shocking to my brain when it's like, they don't know. They Do don't you, know. Are you a person that cries even though you know what's going to happen? It depends. For example, I cry every single time in A Star Is Born when Bradley Cooper dies. Sorry, spoiler again. <laughs> but like every time without fail, like hysterical. And I know what happens every time. The Notebook and Marley and Me, the first couple times I watched them, ended my life. Like it ran out of water in my eyes. Yeah. But now I could probably... I find other parts of storylines that I start to get emotional about. Now that you know more about it, it's yeah. like it, it hits you. You get a different meaning out exactly. of it. Exactly. Turner? Cryer? Yeah, not really. Although I have cried in a Disney movie before. The Good Dinosaur, it's really sad. <laughs> no, that's really sad. That's really sad. That is, that's is a lot about you. But the last dinosaur, and you're scared of dinosaurs, so you might be crying as well for different so reasons. So true. Actually, um, the most recent thing I cried in, and I, I like, this is a bit of a diversion because I hadn't seen it before, was that old people's home for four-year-olds. Oh, oh yeah, where they it's the experiment where they bring in the four-year-olds to come and entertain the happy tears. Though, oh no, man, I was I was hysterical. I, I was just like I was just like they just they will never be this happy again because tears have been taken away. It was it's an emotional rollercoaster. I feel emotional just hearing have about you it. Have you watched it? Well, I've watched bits of it through Gogglebox. Yes, that's I get a, I get a lot of my, uh, yeah, the snapshots through Gogglebox, which is a show that I had sworn would be terrible and now I'm hooked. And if Gogglebox is listening, sign our house up. I am. That's my goal in life. Actually, that's no, my goal for this week is to try and get on Gogglebox. Just sign, I love Gogglebox. No, you're just going to sign Proud Up. She commentates the entire show and we all just laugh at her basically perfect show i do that too it depends what show it is like my housemate and i we will watch survivor and we swear that people would love to watch us watching survivor i I think i would it's it's like i've realized how much of a thing it is isn't it like a thing where kids watch other kids open toys and like play with toys i never realized watching people do other things is like so entertaining (laughs) that could be misconstrued I did. It just clicked what you said. I don't know if I enjoy it for the people's reactions or if uh, everyone's heads are heads are in their heads. I don't know if I enjoy people's reactions or if I enjoy getting a glimpse of a show I'd never watch. And then yes. I'm like, oh, 
I'll go back and watch that now. It's but very true. Either way, great show. <laughs> We've gone a little bit of a tangent here. Um, I think we're warm. Yeah, and I think the warm-up's done. <laughs> and Maddie Turner likes a short warm-up, and this has been a long warm-up, so bad luck, Dals, but let's uh, get to quarter one. <laughs> Turner's over there laughing, so we will take this break now. Quarter one. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of the accent? That was French. <laughs> we nailed it. Um, so for quarter one today, as we alluded to in the warm-up, we are going to answer some of your questions that you guys sent us on our Mad Chatter official official yeah that's our instagram i just had to check and our mad chatter official instagram please follow us so i'll start us off and we'll do a pass the parcel the phone will go around we all get to choose questions i'm gonna start maddie turner and maddie proud what is each other's most annoying habit and that is from amelia ock hmm that's a good question <laughs> how long has maddie turner got to talk about my annoying turner, habits the floor is yours when, when do i start kidding you can no, start. I, I've got a good one that's pretty like niche, I think. But we've talked about it before. Maddie loves to get every tiny thing from her bowl. As in like <laughs> she cannot leave it like leave anything in there. So she, if she's having yogurt, she will scrape that bowl. She will scrape till it's she's starting to get like the like played up sort of thing. Question, <laughs> is it normal to leave something in the bowl? Because I always leave something in the bowl and I no. have people that give it to me. It is, actually, I'm going to now flip it and like, that's your most, <laughs> is it, you're the opposite. You always just leave like one little bit on the plate and then it's like, you go to do the dishes and it's like, well, I have to go via the bin. Whereas with my plate, my plate is perfectly clean to the point where like, if people weren't around, I'd probably, actually, I just do it anyway. I'd like lick the plate. As oh. in Maddie doesn't need to rinse it before it goes in the dishwasher because no. it's already rinsed. That's why whenever people are like, do you rinse the dishwasher like, before you got, like, it's always a debate. Do you rinse first? I'm like, why do you need to rinse it? Like, I almost don't even need to wash it. You know, love, for me, it's the via the bin. That's really, <laughs> it's really putting me back in my day. This is I just making that. me think of, like, Sarah as well with food wastage. Like, Sarah Clowes, I think about food wastage, and she'll just be like, I've got to eat it because otherwise I'm going to waste it. <laughs> and it's like the classic Sarah Clark. It's like, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? She's like, I've got HelloFresh. And we're like, Aww. tell me you're Sarah without telling me you're Sarah. She's always got some sort of food it's, at home. But that's just adulting, really. Mm. I mean, I wish I was like that. All right, yeah. hit me. Well, I think, I think I've already said yours. But then, no, no Maddie's most – no, it's not even really annoying. It's just like a trait. Is it like – I think we've talked about this before that she'll do things just based on like if it's like pretty or like we'll be like oh <laughs> like, what cafe should we go to she's like that one she's, um, we're like why she's like because it's pretty and I'm like but is the food any good or we'll be like oh like you know why did you like that person oh well, like they were nice or something like that it's like she'd be like a job interview like interviewing someone and be like well they looked good or like they said nice things so it's shallow like, very, very shallow. shallow. Very, like, based on the aesthetics. So like, make sure you send all the good cafes that look pretty and have good aesthetics <laughs> in, please. Is that like when you get, um, like, I was going to say when you're younger, but I still do it now, you'll get the Melbourne Cup drawer and you're like, oh, pick a horse. And you're like, I'll get the pretty one. She's laughing. <laughs> she exactly I picked my name. About. I love pudding. Pudding was a good one. Literally. Didn't you win? As in that Maddie doesn't bet, but one of our housemates' boyfriends does. And Maddie was like choosing horses for him based on the names because they sounded good got two winners though she did that's like a maddie turner thing that's, that's actually i'm gonna keep going about annoying things about maddie is it no this is just like maddie's that type of person that i could be the one that's in a car park and i've been driving around for 12 hours trying to find a car park maddie will drive into the car park and someone's leaving as she gets in like just those sorts of things happen to maddie because but it's because as well she'd just be like I'll just give it a go. Whereas I've been like, well, if I don't get a buddy park, I'm going to be so annoyed. Whereas she'd be like, I don't, whatever happens, because happens. Because I sing the song. Yeah, parking fairy, find me a parking fairy. It works every time. 
annoying. I, I, I've, I've learned something about you I wish I didn't. <laughs> parking fairy. Uh, I love that. I mean, I love how the annoying thing was just your luck, the luck you get in life. Yes. But anyway, all right, proud. Hit us up with a question. Ooh. Okay, this one is for you, media slash flash mob, flash mob slash One Direction, Maddie. I'm sure by the end of today's episode, we're going to have another nickname for you. This is from Ellie Maynard with two Ds. Mads with a Z. How did you get your job in SM, abbreviation for social media, for the Swiss? Actually, sorry, can I just have a little, um, that, this just reminded me that my dad asked me the other day when he came down for the game. He's like, I don't know what we were talking about. And he goes, Maddie. I've been wanting to know for so long, what does DM mean? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, on like statuses or people's like Facebook, I always see DM and I was like, direct message. And he just gave the biggest like, ugh. He was so annoyed that people would abbreviate things like that. Anyway, so I was just thinking about that. But how did you get your SM for, your job in SM for the Swifts? To begin with, people in my own life have started to call me Flash Mob Maddie and I, <laughs> I despise it. It's trending. Um, so that's that horrible. Brilliant. Um, how did I get my job? It's a very long story short. Um, I went to uni and then after uni, I realised my uni degree was pretty useless. And what degree? I, it was a Bachelor in Communications majoring in Media Arts and Production. It was kind sounds of, fancy. Sounds look, very fancy. It wasn't too bad. It was kind of more behind the scenes of movies and TVs, but there's not a lot of jobs available. You're not just jumping into the director's role. That's my you? dream job. That sounds you'd, great. You'd think, but it really wasn't. I think I always, all along, knew I wanted to do radio. So then after a couple of years of mucking around, I went to radio school. Hence the podcast. Hence the podcast. And then from radio school, I got a job in radio and worked at various different networks. But when I was working at Triple M, I saw this job actually... Amy Parmenter's boyfriend sent me this job. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. Um, context, I used to live with Chris. Um, that wasn't just a weird moment where Amy Parmenter's boyfriend, out of the blue, just sent me the job. <laughs> Bit of a sliding doors yeah. moment there. He said it to me and was like, bruz, this would be great for you. I don't know why he sounded like that. And <laughs> <laughs> did he really say bruz? He actually did. He calls me bruz. Um, and then I went for the interview and I went for another interview and then got the job, which was, this is my first big girl job. My first full-time job. Um, and that's how I got it. It was a bit of luck, but you got to make your own luck these days. Um, and we've been lucky to have her ever since. It, basically, the answer, the short answer is natural talent. Uh, <laughs> and she has scouted her. Yeah, and she's been poached since to like try to go to other teams, but we've kept her. We have kept her. We have. I can't be bothered learning more teens' names. It's too much. <laughs> and Swift has... You've already started the Harry Styles Swift thing. Like, you imagine going to another team and not being able to use that for that team. I know, I know. Turner, have you got a question? I do. So we've obviously heard the wheels or doors like yes. debate. I don't know where this is going. Wheels. But, no, I'm not asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> but Lucy Glusky has asked hair or grass. Lucy Glusky, shout out to you. Lucy, I know Lucy, so I'm not going to say how, but I know Lucy. <laughs> and hello, Lucy. Hair or grass? Like, what do you think there's more of? Okay, well, there's 7 billion people in the world however many strands of hair they have, but the world is big. Science. <laughs> Science fact. But grass out of today, it's is that. thicker than hair. I'm just going opposite anything that proud. I'm going to go hair. I'm going to go grass then. Why did the thickness... Oh, okay. I because guess. there's more strands of yeah. hair on someone's head. I have no idea. What did you say, Turner? I said grass to be opposite. I mean, I feel like grass would be the common answer because like, there's a lot of more fields. In the world's 80% water, but then... <laughs> Thanks, David Attenborough. I regret picking this world question. Is 80% water. I have no idea. I, I think I'm going to have to say grass. And on that, 
because we can just keep on going. Next question, please. Okay. So you guys have lived together for quite a while now. This question comes in from M-N-Z-M-A. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the pronunciation. Love pronounce it. the pronunciation? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it works. And it's a a proud or turner. So she's given me like three little questions um, and you guys have to nominate who yeah. you think is the answer. So the first one is, who is the messiest? Pr- proud. proud. I forgot to speak. I'm pointing. It's a <laughs> well, podcast. Well, it's an audio medium. Yeah. Yeah. Me. I'm not going to try and debate no, that. It's me. It's me. 100%. Who is the best cook? Turner. Oh, I don't know. We I'm talk- not much of a cook. We cook together. Yeah, that's true. That's something we do together. What's the signature? Like, what's the go-to? Um, we often do, like, either, like, we'll do one of the food things, like a HelloFresh or a Marley Spoon together. Mm. I feel like I'm asking you more than you're asking me, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I'm always like, oh, how long should I do this for? But... Maddie was also going to put something in the microwave with foil on it, so... <gasps> yes. I know. My, my parents would be so disappointed <laughs> in me. Shout out to your parents because your mum also said our audio was great. She did. So, (laughs) mum, you don't have very good ears. Um, I feel like that's something that, like, a lot of people don't know about me is I'd like to think I'm quite an intelligent person, but I'm probably not super, like, street smart. That's okay. Sarah today asked me when the Easter show is. (laughs) And didn't she say September? I worry. I worry about that girl so much. Oh, that is brilliant. Okay. What is, in your opinions, the best Disney musical? Frozen. Mm, Tarzan. Ooh. Are we forgetting one critical musical that is Disney? But is, is Tarzan Disney? a musical? Yeah. She's going high school I'm saying musical. are you saying high school musical is not the best? Oh, I always forget them because the animation always comes to mm-hmm. mind first. Um, yeah, obviously high school musical. Okay, good. I'm glad that we're in the obviously with that. But I actually, yeah, they've got great music. I don't even know if Tarzan can be considered a musical. It's just got a bomb soundtrack. All right. What about best animated then? Uh, Frozen. Not. Yeah. I'm not huge in animation. Lion King 2, controversially. Just Girl. because you're in love with the, the, the lion. Okay. Kobe was a hot lion. That's a topic for another week. Do you find an animated character hot? So sue me. <laughs> I think that's some sort of like, um, I think there's a word for it. Like when you are attracted to things that are not real. Embarrassing? <laughs> I think I've revealed so it's much like an, in the last two It's weeks. like an obia of that. Like, you know, like a obia. Like is the <laughs> the attraction to No, it is. There's a word. Inanimate like objects. people that marry yeah. trains and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't want to marry Kovu. I just find <laughs> I'll stop. Let's do one more question. All right. Lucky last. Did I say who that question was from? Sorry, I didn't give that person a shout out. That was from M. Enzema. Is that who the other person before? Sorry to the other people because we asked answered two of her questions. Oh, I was going to go with a third one for her. Don't do it. Not? If she's asking the good questions, let's reward her. Guys, we are, we are, we are a fair podcast, but we also take what is good. This one's probably mostly for... Maddie Proud, because I know how much she loves Harry Potter. Which is your favourite Harry Potter? The Philosopher's Stone, because it's the only one that I've seen, like, multiple times. That blows my Maddie mind. Maddie still doesn't know if she's watched all of them. I'm not convinced. I'm not not convinced, but, uh, like, sorry. I'm not... Yeah, there's, there's a part of me, like, if you had to have a gun to my head and I was undergoing a lie detector test, I couldn't <laughs> tell you 100% that I have seen every single one start to finish. I'd like to think I've seen every one in some part of it, but mm. not start to finish. Is that question coming to yeah, me? Yeah, you can as have a, it too. As an actual yeah, fan. Yeah, as an actual fan. You Prisoner can of Azkaban. Oh, 100% agree. Then it's got to be Harry Potter Order of the Phoenix. And then, controversially, I really enjoy Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part 1. Just not Part 2. They're the ones that I did see. I, they went to the, I saw them at the movies, the Part 1 and 2. <laughs> Wait and chime in. <laughs> 
But do you I've read, got an opinion. You read fiction. I've I've read like I did the Hunger Games, I did Twilight, I did I was obsessed with Divergent, all of them. So I actually think that could be my challenge is to yeah. go because people have told me that if I haven't read the Harry Potter books and I'm a reader. I'm a reader. I'm a reader. I should go back to the Harry Potter books. So I'm not going to promise that mm. for this week, but I will promise I'll, I'll do the books before I do the movies. Turner, I know it was your question, but do you have one? Yeah, I t- definitely agree with Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Go to. Yeah, absolutely. Just great. Werewolves, everything. I mean, everyone needs a haircut, but it's fine. The plot yep. line is great. It's great. Chef's See, Maddie doesn't like time travel as well, so that's what throws her off a bit. For me, I didn't even realise that like Edward Cullen was in the Harry Potters. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from someone who we just before this podcast we talked like in depth about vampire diaries and you're telling me she's not coping with time travel yeah look <laughs> but i also love the movie about time so there's a lot that doesn't you know i'm i'm a compl- i'm a complex human okay well i think you were saying you're either black or white no gray and now i'm like vampires or like hunger games but just not wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Look, on that note, let's conclude quarter one because that was a lot of questions. And if you have more, feel free to keep sending them to us. DM, as Maddie's dad would say. <laughs> Direct message. Direct message us on the Mad Chatter official Instagram. And sorry if we didn't get to your questions this time. We promise we'll get to more at another time. All right, so for quarter two today, we are going to discuss a topic that has been unfortunately very... Topical? Topical <laughs> um, for us lately. So context, for those who don't know, um, the wonderful Sam Wallace, the goat as I like to call her, um, the shooter in your team, uh, in our team, um, she did her ACL on Saturday night and we did get a lot of questions about this actually, just going back to quarter one, we did get a lot of questions about how it made us feel and a lot of questions about Sam and firstly thank you for those. Um, but we thought this kind of deserved its own segment because it is quite a big discussion and we've, we've noticed in the last few days, a lot of people actually aren't familiar with what goes into ACL recovery, what actually happened, and us three, I guess, being surrounded in the netball world for a long time. You come across some ACL um, injuries a lot. It is a very big issue in the netball world. So, Proud, do you want to start us off and just kind of give us a bit of context and understanding of what actually happens when you do your ACL? Yes. So unfortunately, I am one of those, I was going to say few, but one of those many that have done an ACL. And so I, even when I did it a couple of years ago, was sort of not surprised, but it just made me realize how, unless you're kind of in the netball world or a sporting world, you sometimes don't know what actually mm. it means. So essentially your ACL is your anterior cruciate ligament, I'm getting all fancy now, <laughs> that holds essentially like your shin bone and your thigh bone together. So it kind of holds your whole mm. knee together. So you kind of need it. Um, and when you snap it, you have to get a new one, but the ACL itself does not grow back. So I even thought the fact that oh, I think I was at a, um, I was going on a show the other night and the makeup artists were asking me about what had happened and they were like, oh, so, you know, what does that mean? How many games will she miss? And I was like, she's out for the whole year. Mm. To the point where even Sam's own mum said to her, like, so what happens now? And she's like, oh, so I have to get surgery. She's like, surgery? Like, when are you getting on the next plane back to Trinidad? Like, call the police. Like, it's like people don't know what actually goes into it. And so when it snaps, the thing is, I guess the biggest issue is that it doesn't grow back itself because it's a tissue. You can't grow back together. You've actually got to use another body part Mm. to fix it so the most common thing is that you get your hamstring again I didn't even realize this was the way that it happened in terms of like to get your hamstring they essentially put like a apple corer into your hamstring pull out like the thick part of your hamstring 
fold it over a fair few times so it's nice and thick and strong and shove that in your knee. You got hamstring? I did hamstring. Okay. So that's kind of the most like, yeah, the, well, I guess it kind of went through a stage of being the most common. You can also use like an, your ITB graph, so like mm-hmm. a bit in your, like your um, quad around there. People use their patella. The one that kind of baffles me the most is that you can get like a donor graft. So you can either get one like, I've known people that have got them from like family members. So like your family member will give you, they won't give you their ACL. They'll give you part of their hamstring. Oh, right. Or you can. <laughs> I was like, they, wow, that is such a donation. Yeah, do, do you have a spare one for <laughs> Yeah. Anyone out there that wants to donate one, just have it. Hit us up. But um, With our height difference, it'd be quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> you have short, nice little short ACLs. Um, or you can actually get them from cadavers, which are dead bodies. So that th- blows my mind. There are Science a is so lot cool. of ways. Yes. And so that's, I guess, like just the surgery side of things. But then there's obviously like the rehab. And so because of that, you're actually having to wait for the entire thing to grow back together because hmm. you put it in and the hamstring is attaching to, I feel like we should know a lot about this because we watch Grey's Anatomy, but it's got to like, the body has got to like accept the tissue like it's like when you do like a heart transplant you need the heart like the body to accept the heart i was gonna say i'm more of a cardio threat <laughs> kind of girl so. okay sidetrack if you were in Grey's anatomy what surgeon <laughs> would you be i couldn't handle any of it i'd oh, be i'd be yang yeah so cardio. Cardio. i was gonna say i'd always be Derek shepherd so i'd be neuro, neuro. all right i'll go plastics <laughs> that so says, I can work with McSteamy. That says a lot about you. Um, <laughs> but so you've actually got to wait until that, like the graft kind of grows back together. And that's why they say that it takes 12 months. And so I guess that's a, another thing in that, like the timeline of people coming back can be so varying because I think physios sometimes will say like, you know, you actually structurally you're okay by almost mm. six months, but the graft itself isn't yeah. fully healed until... 12 months down the track and there can be other things that can like obviously happen you have other ligaments in there so mm-hmm. i guess did you have any other damage when you did your acl yeah so when i did mine i did my acl and my meniscus so my like medial meniscus your meniscus is essentially just like the shock absorber in your knee like mm-hmm. that bit of cartilage which i think sam's done a little bit of damage to so sam's obviously done quite a good job as well so her recovery might be a little more extensive um but with mine i did yeah meniscus at the time and the acl which meant that when the surgeon went in he yeah repaired the acl with my hamstring but then also had to try and repair the meniscus the thing with the meniscus is that there's no blood supply so when you try and repair it you're putting like stitches in there but it doesn't actually heal that easily so unfortunately for me i then went back and once i started training sort of six months down the track i then had a landing where the stitches retore um all this podcast needs to come with a warning (laughs) yeah actually we could have done a trigger warning at the start um but i guess they try and preserve as much of the cartilage as possible because you kind of need it in your knee but Mm. then when it's not going to kind of heal properly it then becomes a risk so i end up having to get a second surgery to sort of just take out that little bit of cartilage and then touch wood have never had any issues since sorry going back quickly to the varied kind of recovery times there was two prime examples in ssn right now where kira austin was about a year. I think she's been in like 10, 11, 12 yeah. months, which is quite normal. And Tara. Tara. Yeah. yeah. She Hinge- was six, seven. Seven she? and a half months, which Amazing. is like, it, it, like I've never seen that in netball. Yeah. I, th- I guess like G. Abernathy, she was nine and a half months, but yeah, seven and a half months is like pretty crazy. Yeah. And I think like, it's impressive. I, yeah. Impressive. Even like Bryony was saying like back in the day, I think they used to sometimes come back quicker because of the reason that I said earlier and that like from like a feeling perspective by sort of six months, like even for me, like by six months, 
I felt like I could have played. And mm. the issue is just the fact that like you kind of think about it as like the kind of like vessels and everything around. I, I could be using the complete wrong terminology, <laughs> by the way, as well. But like the way that it's been explained to me is that like for that graph to be fully, fully like formed formed and like almost like alive again because you're essentially putting like a dead tissue in a way I don't know like into the body and then it's got to kind of like be accepted that's what takes the 12 months so everything else could be fine but then that's where your risk of like redoing it is increased because it hasn't had that full 12 months and that's not to say that anyone that comes back early and like there's been so many stories of people doing it I'm pretty sure like Alex Rance from like the um Richmond Footy Club, he was trying to come back in like almost under six months, which was going to be a record. So yeah. there's so many different and then ways we had, to do it. And then we had our friend who ended up having to get her graft taken out after a year. So she did the whole year of rehab and she still had problems like straightening her leg because the graft was too small. Oh my God. It was God. too short. So she then had to get it taken out mm. and then redone. So she had like essentially had torn her ACL twice and had to do the two rehabs when, yeah. So there's so many things like that people don't realise that can happen. And I guess it's really interesting because, I mean, you say, I say lucky, but it is lucky and fortunate that if you guys do go through this injury, you are in the elite mm. capacity to be looked after like an elite athlete. You have your physios, your SNCs, you're in surgeries kind of instantly. Turner, didn't you say your sister? Yeah, my sister did hers when she was 13. And yeah. me being the sister, big sister that I am, made her walk home from school. <laughs> did you <laughs> are the devil. Did you no, know? Well, she rang me saying, can you pick me up? And I was like, yeah, okay, but you're going to have to walk across the ovals because we're, oh. we're only a street away. So I was like, oh, my God, come on. Um, and then she got in the car and I was like, this is weird. And then classic dad being dad was like, nah, you've already hyperextended it. Get over it sort of thing. You have no idea. And at the time, didn't know of many people that had done ACLs. Um, so, but, yeah, she didn't have, like the support I had no idea what would entail sort of thing and just went to dad's gym at work once a week sort of thing and Mm. never properly I don't think she did her rehab right so Carly if you're listening (laughs) do some more rehab how long did it take her until she kind of played sport again um I think she was probably closer to the 12 months because she had to wait eight weeks to get the surgery because her hamstrings were not very strong at 13 years old so she Mm. had to do a lot of pre- have surgery which I think you did too much yeah I was gonna say like and that's like even just me hearing that from a 13 year old like I was what 26 when I did mine and I feel like you have to have so much discipline and so much diligence and Mm. for me it was like well this is my job like and that's I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that when you do your ACL everyone comes up to you and says what are you gonna do with all your free time now like what are you gonna do and it's like I am training more now that I have done an injury because you're doing all your rehab. If you're still in a team environment, you're then wanting to go to every training and do all of that. And that, going back to your sister, it's like, she's 13. She's wanting to do normal things like go to her friend's birthday parties, go to school. Like I couldn't even imagine going Sorry, to school. I'm laughing because I just went school disco. <laughs> if that doesn't just take me, like show my age. Uh, the blue light discos, they were, they were but great. Just blue in saying that, like Sam was training today. Yeah, so Obviously Sam, not running. literally so. to the point where uh, our physio said to her, all right, you get yesterday and Sunday off and then Tuesday you're in, sort she, of thing. So. She's also said to me today, she's like, she's getting abs. It's all an upper body. It's all an upper body shred right now. So yeah, you guys don't, you don't rest, but it is definitely like your 13-year-old sister. One, you've got the age against you where it's like, I just want to go to Supre. <laughs> so true. So true. And diva. Supre and diva. Supre and diva. Or versus like, and two, like you're 13, like where's that discipline if you're not? Was she, what was her sport? Was she elite? Like, well, she was playing be... like netball and Reps? stuff, but she, yeah. yeah. 
I don't, can't even remember now. I was like, but you wouldn't, in my own little world. But you wouldn't um, have the pushing too. You wouldn't have like a physio, or you wouldn't have like a the threat of a deadline almost. Kind yeah, of like yeah, no. Movie. She had dad on her back probably the most, and <laughs> I mean, I had him on my back all through my childhood. So it was about time she copped it. Yeah. <laughs> but even so, like that could turn you off playing sport. Like to go yeah. through an injury like that at thirteen, like yeah. that's enough to kind of be like, well, I'm never going through that again. And why would I ever? So like, I think credit to her that she has persisted with sport. But it also just shows how like. Yeah, something like that can literally alter everything that happens from then on out. Like, imagine if one of us had had that sort of injury at 13, you would have missed out on being in representative teams and that kind of is a stepping stone to the elite level. Like, although, you know, 13 doesn't determine what happens in your career, it, it can be pretty daunting. And can I just say, it is a real fear. Like, I've I've been in the netball world for a long time, not at your level. Um, but as I get older and I see more friends falling to ACLs or Achilles, which is probably the other big one in netball, mm. I, every time I would come off a court, a thought would come to mind and be like, you got away with it then. Like you didn't do that injury. And I know like a friend of mine, we used to play together and she stopped because she was actually just scared. Mm. She had some knee problems, but she's like, I'm just scared. I don't want to do my knee. And I play AFL now. And even when I kick a ball, I'm like, don't hit me in the knee. Don't hit me in the knee. Don't hit me in the knee. So for people to get back, like, well done you. Well done to your sister. The mentality behind yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where as well, like, again, being like, especially in like the elite level, like, cause I remember people were saying to me like, Oh, what's your fear around like doing it again and things like that. And I think that's where they, they make you do so much rehab mm. that they are constantly holding you back. Like to the point where obviously you feel like you can play at six months and you're always like, you know, always having to be like, what more can I do? What more can I do? Whereas I feel like if they were having to feel like they were pushing you in the deep end, it would be scary. But for me, like my only fear was like, can I play netball still? Like, mm. as in, in terms of like, am I going to be terrible or am I going to be a good player still sort of thing? It was Turns never... out she still can play netball. <laughs> my first game back after my ACL was debatable. But... <laughs> it's only because she didn't realise it was on the same court oh. where she did it. Yes. Oh, yeah, I do remember this. I turned to ghostly white. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's so good, though, that we're not playing at the state netball centre or whatever. And then they were, like, playing the first round. And, like, Nissan Arena. I was like, Nissan Arena looks an awfully lot like that state netball centre I did my ACL at. That was my first game working oh, with you guys and I, I remember the talk going around but you're right but like people I never knew Paige did her ACL she did hers young as well like she did hers in like 2013 or something so but she was in the beginning of her career as she, well god her footwork yeah puts people to shame like it's amazing like what obviously the work that goes into it I know it's a long time but for me, I reckon I would be that person that's forever, just like... <laughs> yeah, but that's where as well, like, you do get to a point where, like, you're training so much that it is an opportunity to, like, develop other parts. And, like, I, you know, they always say, oh, you're going to come back bigger and better. And it's like, is that just a cliche? But I think a lot of the time it is so true because you've got time to rest other parts of your body. And, like, obviously Sam's had a few niggly injuries around the around the place the last few years and it's like this time could actually be and you know we keep talking about everything happens for a reason and everything like that and it's like this could be the thing that sets her up for the next kind of phase of her career that she has the time to get everything else right and I think there's even like something that probably isn't addressed as much is like the mental side of it mm -hmm. in terms of like not so much obviously the fear of doing it again but I, this idea of like being away from the thing that you love so much for such a significant amount of time and she got a really nice message today from Liz Ellis and I remember Liz Ellis being one of the best people ever when I did mine like I spoke mm. to her on the phone and she just instilled me with so much confidence firstly for the fact that I'm like if Liz Ellis did a knee and I'm in great company um, <laughs> but she sent this message to Sam saying like it was the best thing that happened to her because it made her realise how much she loved playing netball and it made her realise that like all she wanted to do was be able to get back to playing that and I always 
always talk about this one moment that I had when I was sitting on a plane coming back from an away trip where I'd travelled with the team and I was looking out the window of the plane. I kind of just got hit. I don't, I'm, I'm setting the scene for you. Right? I'm making this like a movie. And I had this like epiphany where I was like, I honestly just like missed playing netball so much. Yeah. Like it wasn't even like, it was just like the game. And I was like, it was so refreshing because again, I don't want to keep bring it back to me, but like I had been playing at that level since I was 16. Yeah. I'd been playing for 10 years and there were moments like, I remember my dad saying to me like, do you still enjoy playing? And at that time it was yes, but there were moments where you start to question like, it's all I've known. Like, do I really enjoy it that much? Or am I just going through the motions? Mm. And so I was like, it was this sense of like relief and like gratitude that I was like, God, I can't wait to get back out there. And I think Sam hearing those words today, it kind of like I could see the look in her face change. And she was like, I haven't missed a game since I was 14 years old, mm. which is huge. And she's like, being away is going to suck, but it's going to make me like appreciate when I do get back so much more. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that was a great in-depth and thorough ACL <laughs> chat. Um, if anyone has any more questions, feel free to hit us up on Instagram and maybe we can revisit this a little bit next week. But in the meantime, get well, Sammy. We love you. And make sure you um, take that pre-photo of your arms so then you can have pre and post after a year. <laughs> <laughs> the ACL shred. So for quarter three today, we are talking about the lack of body party. The, the news that shocked the nation. And the world. Obviously, last week, it was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, Ash announced her shock and sudden retirement. And I think... I speak for a lot of people when I've really gone through the motions. It's like the, the grieving pyramid. Initially, I was angry. I've been disappointed. You're in denial. I was, in den <laughs> I was dead set in denial. I was like, no, it couldn't happen. It actually is not happening. Like, y'all are playing me. April Fool's is in two days, guys. <laughs> April Fool's. But I think I've come to a level of acceptance, somewhat acceptance. Um, but I think it comes from just considering all the factors. You know, we're, we're about to get into it, but... Initially, you think, how could you? You're at the top of your game. You have so much talent. What a waste. But then you're like, ooh, tennis is a rough sport. And if you're not in it, you're not in it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of mental commitment to that sport. Mm. And I guess for you two, like, what did you take away from it? What did you think about it? What was your, I guess, initial versus now kind of reaction? I guess the biggest thing that stood out for me in her press conference was when she said that she was spent and that she'd given all she could to the sport. Like, I just think... Like, that's crazy. At 25, you've given all you can to a sport and, like, you're describing it as spent. Like, I don't know. Like, I love stepping out on court. I love training. I love the game day. And just, like, I don't know if it's, like, team sport versus the individual sport. And I also love that she kept referencing being, like, oh, like, for us, for us, like, our team sort of thing. So she was trying to talk as if tennis is a team sport. But at the end of the day, she was out there by herself. Mm. Yeah, I think, like, for me, it was, like, I was sad for her in a way. Like, as in, like, happy for her that she's retiring and that she's obviously now doing what she wants to do, but yeah. sad that, like, someone can be playing a sport. I'm very similar to Mads. Like, I, like, have, like, anxiety about the day that I have to stop playing netball because mm. I love it so much. And, again, we sort of touched on that in, like, the last episode about that idea of, like, the moment that netball has been taken away from me. Like, it was, like, this shock and this kind of, like, wow, what do I do without it? But purely because I loved playing the game. And I think, yeah, for her to be someone that is so good at what she does but to just not enjoy it enough or not get enough kind of fulfilment out of it or not get, like, to be exhausted by it, essentially, is, like, yeah, a devastating thing. And it, like, makes you sort of think about then tennis as a sport and like what's kind of you saying inverted commas going wrong and you obviously saw what happened with Naomi Osaka and there's a lot of you know issues in tennis but I think it is go like it does go back to what you just spoke about Turner about team sport versus 
individual sport and for us it's like a big part of why we play sport and I guess you go back to what's your why and what's your reason for doing what you do and I think if you asked any netballer it's because of the feeling of stepping out on a court and winning a game when you've gone through absolutely everything with your teammates and I think even kind of to diverge a little bit but about like I even find differences between not that I've been in that world very much but you even compare like SSN world to like a diamonds world or a national world and it's like you go from being with people every single day and going through a whole preseason with them and kind of feeling every emotion with them going through the highs and the lows with them and then when you go into like an Aussie environment it's like you sort of have that but in a much shorter time span so it's like that's the kind of only comparison that I can find and it's like to then think that you do that on your own a team like tennis obviously you've got your support stuff but they're not out on the court with you yeah I guess for me and let me preface I am in no way comparing myself to Ash Barty and her experiences but I did come from like growing up and I guess you guys too especially you Turner with your golf um I was short-lived I was a swimmer and a netballer and realistically I was probably a better swimmer but swimming I think has a lot of similarities to tennis in the commitment that you need and the how much mental strength you need to get through that. Because like I was crying in my goggles mm. by the end of my swimming career, <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, I had the goals. I wanted to make Olympics, and I was swimming at state level and very much borderline national, but like nowhere near what Ash does. But it is, it takes so much out of you mentally. And I remember being like. I can't wait for netball because it was a team environment. It was the camaraderie. It was the fun. It was like the relief. Mm. And I was playing reps and stuff. So it was like, I still took it seriously. And I was obviously delusional thinking that my tiny little height was going to get me anywhere. But Ash is only five foot five. <laughs> I've, made, I've made a big note of that on our show notes today. You really did. <laughs> and it made me think, wow, I'm a failure. Um, but that like, I just, it's the only kind of thing that helped me, I mean, I guess, reach that acceptance because mm. I was like, God, yeah, I couldn't. I don't know how you could do it for that long. So, Yeah, I was similar. Like for me, and again, not trying to compare to Ash, but I was sort of like my two serious sports growing up with tennis in the summer and netball in the winter. And like I was quite a good tennis player from a, quite a young age. And like I remember having these games where like it was just so mentally draining to the point where I was always that player that was either up five love but then ended up losing six five. <laughs> or on the opposite, I'd be down five love but then somehow be able to flip it around. Like I could just, the kind of ups and downs of it. And I've only just thought of this while we're speaking, but like tennis is such an unusual game in the fact that when you're from that young age, you have to call whether the ball's in or out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like the rules of itself, you're self-umpiring. You don't have an umpire until you go to tournaments or you go to a final and things like that. And I remember just like that even being something that like gave me so much stress. And it was like either I'd get annoyed at my opponent because I'd be like, that was in your calling out. Or for me, I was like, I don't want to be known as that person that's like a cheater. And so I'd call a ball, you know, that was maybe out in and then I'd be frustrated that I'd done that for the rest of the game but like there's so many you know and that's why you then have the tennis parents that get involved Mm. and it's such like a pressured sport and I just think the actual sport itself can be so so tough and so cruel that you do wonder like is that the reason that some of these players are experiencing what they are I would love to know what like drives other players like you have like Federer and Nadal playing like for so long Mm. when like I think Ash said, like, the physical drive, the emotional one and everything it takes to challenge yourself at the very top level anymore is, like, the thing that stopped her. So she doesn't have that. So it's like, what is driving these people? Yeah, well, like, Federer's 40 and he's still around and he obviously still loves it enough to do that. It's exhausting watching a match of tennis, let alone playing it. Now, I guess another thing we could talk about here is, like, what do we we think is happening? Is it a family thing? Because that's obviously something, I guess... 
female athletes, we have to consider. Mm. We, I said we. I like you say <laughs> we. I love it. I'm going to say we. We have to consider. Absolutely, and I think that's like I am getting older, and like you think about it, and it's like if you're, if my, if if I was a, let me try and explain this. But like if I was a male, the only thing that would ever stop me from playing, as in in the state I'm at right now, would be my body. It would yeah. be like. I'm at a point now where my body physically won't let me. I'm having too many injuries. I'm having too many moves. Like that would be like, and that's why I think retirement would be a really easy decision for me. Cause yeah. it would be like the day that I can physically no longer do it. Or I've always said the day that I stop enjoying it. But at the yeah. moment, cause I'm enjoying it so much. I don't see that coming before mm. the other. However, as females, we have to be like, okay, well, what age do I want to have kids? What age? And it's like, you think about having one child, but it's like, oh, what if I want to have three kids, which is what I've always dreamt of doing. It's like, okay, I've then got to think about what age do I need to start trying to then, and you know, there's so many facets. Step one would actually be getting a boyfriend because that, that's the thing that I've got to think about first, but. Not necessarily. That's actually <laughs> not necessarily, Maddie. Well done, well done. We are in 2022. But it's also that thing of like, not just being like, oh, do I want one or three kids? It's like, you then got to think, oh, I have to do like a whole another version of preseason kind of thing or is it mm. easier for me to just retire or is that, there's so many different priorities up in the air and there's also like I think when I was a kid I was like okay the day I decide to have kids snap my fingers and I'll have kids and it's like yeah. being female athletes there already are a lot of complications that can come your way and I know that a lot of you know netballers have talked about it openly that we can have issues with our menstrual cycle because of the amount of training you're doing your body's already under a lot of stress and a lot of people do struggle to get pregnant so it's like I might think all right I'm gonna retire at 32 and have a kid at 32 and two days yeah. because I'm going to have it the next, do you know what I mean? Like as in we'll get pregnant at that, like the next day, but it's not as easy as that. And there's so many factors to consider. And that's why I do admire though so much, like what you touched on the players that have been out to have kids and then come back. And it's mm. like, if that's something that Ash is going to do, then that would be incredible. But I personally think she's going to be going to another sport and maybe going Ooh, to a team sport. Which one? Well, I've read a lot about that. There's the golf option, but I feel like if she's, if, if we're same, on, same. yeah, and if we're on the right track about it being a team thing, like would she go and play for a mighty Richmond Tigers or would she there's, go and there's that a lot of people have also discussed like the tennis tour takes you away mm. from home a lot too. And she's very close with, she has a lot of, I think nieces and nephews yes. and stuff too. So golf would be, the same situation. Taking you everywhere, really. So I am going to go cricket, but I know that's similar in terms of travel, but if she plays like a BBL level. Yeah, and she has played that. Yeah, so that's I'm going to go back to Basically, cricket. she's just too good at every sport. <laughs> she's got too yeah. many options. Actually, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we started off with an Ash Love Club and now it's gone to give some talents around, darling. Turner, speculation? Um, I think AFL would be pretty cool, but otherwise, like... I think she also touched on like coaching and things like that and doing that mm. sort of thing, which I think is pretty cool and like, yeah, giving back. Could we get her on a netball court? <laughs> I was going to say, could we get her on the podcast and find out why? Actually, that's that too. Let's get her on the podcast. Do you first. play goal shooter? She'd 100% be a wing attack. There's no doubt yeah, in my mind that she would be work. a wing attack. The change of direction. Yeah, and she just looks like a wing attack. She's got the wing attack look about her. She'd be feeding from center, the center yeah. bird as well, just like with those guns. Just no fear whatsoever. <laughs> no fear whatsoever. I think we've covered Ash as much as we possibly can, and, and we look forward to hearing. Maybe she'll come on the podcast and there'll be an exclusive. Stay tuned, guys. We're, we cannot confirm or deny that will happen. We're confirming. We're confirming that we'll try. Yay, quarter four. Usually, I say usually again, like we've done this for a while, but typically we'll want to do a game in this segment, but we thought 
in honour of many netball round coming up for the Swifts, the Vixens game this Saturday, tickets available on Ticketek, uh, we thought we'd just talk about some men in our life. Our dads. <laughs> the only man in our the lives. The only man. Oh, that's sad. The only man in So, yeah, we are going to get into some classic dad stories. Is that what we're going with? Classic. Yeah, classic. We're going to do embarrassing, but some of them are, like, more just, yeah. Iconic. Our dads would be Definitely. offended if we say they're too embarrassing. Yeah, true. So, Turner. I'm going to kick it off. What's your dad's name, just to kick it off? Neil. Oh, okay. I thought you might Not have gone Tony. Tony, Tony. Oh, sorry. I missed out on that. Same name, but didn't get the same dad. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Anyway. Didn't get the same dad. Didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> Although people do think the Turner are sisters, which just gets very confusing. After like, we introduce ourselves. Yeah, like Maddie and Maddie, like, oh, you got sisters. Yeah, our parents just couldn't think of two unique names. Oh, some people, natural selection. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Neil. What's Neil's story? Okay, so dad is, yeah, you have like your netball mum, but like dad's a new version of like netball mum, like his netball dad, which is like extreme level. <laughs> netball Neil has a great ring to it. It really does. <laughs> Maddie loves alliteration. Um, yeah, so growing up, Dad coached me, and like, yeah, as from a young age, and what a loved legend. it. He turned all his AFL drills into netty drills. Didn't get the sun, went with the netball sort of thing. Anyway, Dad got so invested in netball, so he obviously got a bit older, and he lost his coaching. He wasn't accredited for coaching. He could only do the under eights, and that's where he stopped, sort of thing. Anyway, got older. Anyway, he um, ended up being the equipment manager for the whole club. And I'm talking there's like 20, 25 teams in this club. And he had to do all the ball bags, make sure they were ready for the start of the season, collect them all. Like, there was some drama. And then he'd always happen to be at work and mum would have to pick up the slack. Neil! So that is my netball, men in netball story. Because, yeah, dad ended up being roped in. And this wasn't just like a once-off. Like, it was for like four years. Like, it was a while. Was it? Like, when he was, oh, wait, you said the whole club, didn't you? But did he ever coach your sister or just you? Just me. Just me. I was the lucky one. Well, shout out to Carly because she did ask in an earlier segment who's the favourite and it was you. It so I just needed that to answer that. <laughs> jump back to that. Proud? Well, mine is more of just a story, not necessarily. I can't work it. You guys can decide whether it's embarrassing or not. But I think this story could tell you a little bit about why I am the way I am. So <laughs> my dad has lived quite an interesting life. He had sort of multiple careers after school. Um, one of them was working actually for the United Nations in the Middle East. And he had done, like he'd so gone. That's a story in itself. Yeah, that is a story in itself. I know. When I found that out recently, I was like, that's kind of cool, dad. Because um, he did like an agriculture degree, was in irrigation. So his job was sort of going there and setting up their irrigation systems and all of that. Anyway, he was working in Iraq and loved it, living there with like a whole bunch of other people from sort of different countries that had come together to do some projects. Anyway, irrelevant. He's driving to work one day and my dad is a very, very stubborn man. Anyone that's met my dad, we talk about netball dads. My dad's the dad that gets kicked out for yelling too loud at the games. True stories. Um, and I say stories. Um, but anyway, driving to work one day and this car's behind him and it just keeps beeping him, keeps beeping him, keeps beeping him. And he's just like, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not a police car. Like, I'm not pulling over. Anyway, he keeps driving and then eventually he's just like, all right, I'm sick of this car being up my ass. So he pulls over, the car pulls over as well. The driver of the car gets out, holding a gun, Bruno Rock smashes him across the head with the gun to the point where he still has scars on his head, like a massive scar from where it like split his head open. Oh my and ends up going to jail. 
And he had no idea why until he found out that the car, the person in the car was Saddam Hussein, Saddam Hussein, sorry. And it was like a parade for him. It was sort of around Christmas time. And he had, because dad hadn't pulled over, he ended up in jail. And this was around, so as I said, Christmas, dad's born on Christmas Eve. He was in jail for Christmas Eve, Christmas, so his birthday, in jail for about two weeks and could not, like, this is back, like, no mobile phones, anything like that. He's having to try and, like, commute with his parents. And, like, I've only recently found out the more finer details of this story to the point where apparently the police that ended up arresting him were, like, police that were there to, like, do the traffic or something like that, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have a car there. So they had to take Dad's car. So Dad drove himself and the police officers to the jail he gets to the jail and then he's trying and he knew like so in Iraq at this time it's like if you go to jail and you're no one knows about it like Mm. you will just get left there like forever like just because of the way that things were in their sort of like justice system everything like that so he luckily was sort of clued on enough that he's like I need to go home to be able to get some stuff but mainly it was to be able to tell them so he's then driven these police officers to his house to get some of his gear and his boss was sort of living in a similar area so he's luckily told his boss like I'm going to jail. There's been an issue. I can't make it. Uh, let me I've just swing past home. home. Do I still get my payment for today? I'm just going to be in jail for the next is this couple a of weeks. Sick day or annual leave? <laughs> do, if I'm in on a Sunday, do I get paid double rates? But so luckily, like he to this day says, like that's what saved his life. Like he would have died in that jail had he not, because then obviously they sort of got in contact with everybody and like a lot of things went back and forth. And so he sort of always knew that he was in safe hands. Because I've said to him, like, was it scary? And he said, Obviously, yes, like in elements of it were, and he was only young, like he was in his early 20s and he's in a jail in, you know, jail anywhere would be scary, we alone in the Middle East. And was there a language barrier too? Yeah, or? 100%. Yeah. So he knew a little bit of Arabic, so he, right. I think, yeah. Like, it so continues he, to surprise me, Tony. <laughs> I know, God. Man of many talents or many faults, but anyway. Um, so yes, he luckily got himself out of that situation, still speaks so highly of his time in the Middle East, loves it to the point where he's gone back, he, yeah, to this day, loved his time there, but yeah, has quite had quite the experience. And to think, all he had to do to avoid all of that was just wave them on through. I know. Again, I'm like, this is a reflection on you as a person, Dad. But it wouldn't make for the story for this podcast. That's honestly, I, I've heard that before. Not all the details, but it still shocks me. I almost need him to come on and tell it though, because when I, because I sort of when he told me when I was younger Setting about the scene, it, the wars, yes, the everything. way, like, and just that those little like details about with the police officers, like it went on for a while, this back and forth, and I'm just like, it just did not make sense to me. Like it was baffling that this had happened. But is there proof? Could it be one of those? Tales where it's like I'm just yeah. jeeing so many people up. Well, where's the mugshot? Where is the mugshot? All right, I'll I'll do some digging and I'll try and find <laughs> some proof, and we'll we'll try and put that on the podcast notes. I have heard from other from multiple sources, so from the horse's mouth, you know, it's as real as the my uncle invented chicken salt. So if you <laughs> believe that, then you got to believe this. But I will. That's my aim is to try and find bombshell some proof for you with all. you every week. Bombshell, bombshell. Are, Are you following next? this one up? Oh. Media man's flash mob bad. I don't have a story quite as insane as that. My dad is, um, in similar vein, the most stubborn person alive. But he's also, he's very put together. And that's because mum has all the crazy. So it was, I was struggling trying to think of some, some stories. I was thinking about along the lines of netball. Like he was that dad with two other dads that would be sent away from the netball court. <laughs> and I'm talking Saturday, like under 10. Like <laughs> you three, please walk away. But the one that always comes to mind with me is something that's, it's because it's so out of character for him. He's quite a um, 
quiet kind of to himself man. He's a principal. He's got some dignity. Ooh, he has Ooh. principle. He, he has principle. <laughs> he has some dignity. But back in the day, it would have been early 2000s, he was a deputy principal. And I don't know, I can't remember how we found this out, but he had auditioned for Australian Survivor. So what? But this is pre, you know, the show that's going on now. This is like really early when they attempted Survivor. It probably was on Channel 9 or something. And he auditioned for it. And the video haunts me to this day. You have to share it now. Because it's just, I, we can't find it. It is it is MIA. We tried to get it for his 50th. We, we cannot find it. But wow. like, I have a horrid memory. But this is in, like ingrained in my memory. So it starts off and he's out the front of the school. And the song is 500 Miles by the Planet. <laughs> so I would walk 500 miles. A man in like a suit. And he's a short man, so his suit always looks funny. <laughs> he's got his tie, and he'd be like, "When I wake up, he's lip syncing. He's lip syncing." Oh, so he's doing TikTok no, before. Pretty much. Oh. He starts. He's walking through the school, and as he progresses, he's stripping. No, no. <laughs> Clothes are being removed. By the end of it, he's in his speedos, and also, Dad's a Lebanese man. He's a hairy man, <laughs> and he ends up with like a kickboard in front. Of like where the speedos are. Might have been more, but that's all that we remember. And it's like, da-da-da-da. And he's like staring down the barrel, finishing the lip sync to the How old was he? Oh, oh sorry. So early 2000s. Early so 2000s. he's like, you were alive. Oh, oh. No, I know. We were alive, but we were probably too get, young. Wait, how did he go from deputy principal to principal after that? Oh, he went oh to principal at another school. Oh, God. <laughs> they couldn't God. look at him the same, surely. But there were students in the background as well. Like, obviously he wasn't naked. He had his speedos on and stuff. Oh, but, wow. but I just... Like I vividly remember, and he used to swim in our pool out the back with the same speedos. And I was just like, <laughs> I can't, I can't. I'm scared. I can't just see wow. you like this. So, did he get through? He did not. <laughs> he did not. And we tried to audition him a couple years ago, actually, um, and he's lost his nerve. <laughs> the, the acting behind the camera was awful. The lines were just going in one ear and out the other. It was hilarious, but. Um, He'll probably hate me telling that story, but that's probably the only thing I can say against him. If we, if we had a story on mothers, if we had a podcast on mothers, that's for that's the Mother's Day round, a hundred percent. Strap yourself. We in. are getting your mum on this podcast because she deserves her own show. That was a very funny little segment. So I hope you guys enjoyed that, and it was a bit different from a game. But if you guys have any crazy stories about your dad or just iconic moments, maybe I don't know, he's the president of somewhere. Ooh, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, let us know in the podcast, um, and we'll head to our cool down now. And now we enter the cool down where we stretch <sighs> and breathe and we ice bath. Someone bring me a chalky milk. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a chalky milk. So we are going to start off with our gains, our obstructions and our goals. We got it. Yeah! It's catching on. <laughs> and that was enough for me to remember. So Turner, can you please start us off? I will kick us off. So I said, I'm going to start a bit soppy for my gain. Was that mom and dad were here on the weekend? So that was kind of nice to see Aww. them. And I feel like it was really wholesome because a lot of our interstate parents were there on the weekend. So that was quite cute. Very true. Like, um, my obstruction obviously is as much as like you love winning. It's not the loss, but it's probably like Sammy, like losing Sammy. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely way bigger than an actual game itself. My goal is that me and Proud are actually in a book club. And so my goal this week, because I didn't do the last one, is to actually go get the book and read it because I am in the book club, but I didn't do that last time. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a pretty big step, a pretty critical part of book club. The first step is reading the book. Actually getting the book. First rule of book club is read the book. (laughs) (laughs) So that's only my goal this week. Love Uh, that. Proud? 
Okay, well, my gain was going on the Fox Netball podcast. <laughs> kidding. This is the Mad Chatter podcast. No, oh it was God. getting the podcast off the ground. That was my gain of this week, Fair I enough. think. Um, and my mum praising the sound quality of it. That was my gain too because I worked hard on it that It was sound. a great week. But no, I think in all seriousness, actually doing the podcast is something we've talked about. And I think we've said that there's been – I'm one of those people that I do talk a big game and I sometimes yeah. don't make things come to fruition. So the fact that we actually made this happen – is huge. And we've had a follow-up episode as well. Obstructions? Unfortunately, I've had a few. I think, obviously, the obvious ones, what Maddie has said, um, losing Sam, Ash Party retiring was horrible. I had the worst experience of the day going home from training. I firstly, we where we park at the Netball Centre is quite far, and there's two places that we can potentially park, and both are about a 10-minute walk. I walked to the wrong place. So I walked to P4 when we had to park in tennis. So I had to do about a 20 minute walk back to my car. Then I went to open my car door and I had my drink bottle in my mouth and I (laughs) opened the door on the drink bottle. It smashed into my teeth, like to the point where my mouth was bleeding. Um, And then also I did a HelloFresh order this week and you know how you get to choose your recipes? I thought I'd chosen them, but they just gave me like the generic ones. You know how they have their three chosen ones? So HelloFresh people, if you're listening, shame on you. I love that you put all those sort of things and compare them to Sam doing an ACL. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to do the same. I feel like that was like in its own world. I had to then like, you know, try and think of something different. Well, and now my goal, I've sort of confused myself because my goal was going to be when I said that I'd do on here, which was going to read Harry Potter, but I'm also in said book club. So I've also got to read the other book that's in the book club. So maybe it's like, and I'm also reading another book at the moment. So I've got a lot of things going could on with my books. Could you watch Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah, I could. Sound more enthused. I could. Okay. But I don't want to do Philosopher's Stone because I think I need to start like Chain of Secrets. You know, if okay. you're doing them all. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Tune in later. I don't know. One of those things I'll try and make happen. <laughs> okay. Well, um, my I'm going to start with the gains because um, two big things happened in my world this week. Ooh. Harry Styles has come out with a new album. Woo! I, didn't even, I couldn't even do the applause <laughs> on the thing. I had to do it myself. Which I'm very excited about. And we're getting a single like next week. And in same in the music world, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but... Um, I'm in love with Michael Bublé and he's announced another tour. <laughs> I we are, we are so the same person, Maddie. I've been Did you go to the Michael Bublé concert where at the very end he came out on stage and sang with no music behind him, no microphone, anything like that? Girl, I've been a five. <laughs> so probably. So probably. Probably. Do you I, know what? This is actually great because I find myself in this predicament of Turner is just head in hands right now. I find this predicament. I the last three concerts I've just have to buy two tickets. And I am coming. I'm when in doubt, I am coming. I am. I'm a hundred percent there. I had to use my grandma last time, and Bublé puts on a comedy show as well, and it's not G-rated, so that was awkward. But she did enjoy he the music. He is phenomenal. I love him. Oh God, I love God. him. I'm there with you. Like every teenage girl, when I finished year twelve, my HSC present was tickets to Michael Bublé. <laughs> well, duh. And I wrote him a letter to try and get on stage. Shock, I didn't. You are one of a kind. <laughs> you do, you do Would you have done the flash mob routine on stage? Oh, though? please. I was old enough to know better the by worm, then, thank you. The worm, the worm. All right, my obstruction is obviously the Sammy thing. But again, I'm not comparing the Sammy, it. No, you didn't. The you called the Sammy thing. Yeah. I don't want to mention it because it's too emotional. But I will mention some other obstructions, like kind of small things, but just annoying things. Um, I bought cracked pepper the other day and we really needed it for like four weeks and then I left it at the counter. Um, and also this week I had to pay my pink slip, my green slip, my fine and my rego all in one week. So And you just bought dinner for us. Whoops. <laughs> leading on to this, my challenge is to not get another speeding fine because there's been about six within a year. 
And Nani. I have never got any before last year. I think I'm just, I'm getting a lot of 58s in a, in a 50 zone. And I'm thinking that my brain thinks it's 60. 60. Well, that's also an issue in itself. Why are you going 58 in a 60 zone? Because <laughs> Why are you going so slow? If Transport New South Wales is listening, I am a safe driver. <laughs> and also, you're welcome because I am paying everyone, every employee's um, salary right now. So that's brilliant. That wraps up my goals, obstructions, and gains. So what's next? Are we going on to tipping? Yes. Um, Mads is going to round us up with the tipping. Okay. Ooh, that right. was a nice presenter voice, Maddie Turner. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. All right. We've got Swifts versus Vixens. Swifts. You had to hesitate for a second there. And no, I don't like it. It's a bit of a stutter, I, I think. I actually registered. I didn't realize we were for the first game. <laughs> for the first game. <laughs> and as someone who works for you, I should know that. So I was kind of just taken aback. I was like, oh, wait. Okay. All right. Swifts. Um, scoreline, MVP. Scoreline will be six, and the MVP will be you. Who are you looking at? You look in the Jenna. middle. You looked in the middle. <laughs> All right. Jenna. Next one. Lightning, Firebirds. Ooh. Firebirds by 10. Gretel. Nice. Pies versus Fever. Fever. Um, I'm going to go by 12. Ooh, I'm going some big scorelines yeah, here. And I'm going to say Ash Bryce is back. Yeah, Ash Brad. So she's getting MVP in a losing team. Oh, sorry, you're right. That's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I mean, if anyone wants to do it, it'd be Ash. True. Um, no, or Maddie Pratt or Maddie Turner. I will go <laughs> Sasha Glasgow. All right, Thunderbirds, Giants. Ooh, I'm going T-Birds. And I'm going to say Tipper. By, By how high? much? Ooh, I think, oh, four. You're yes. going to go big then. You just decided not to. I think it would be a super short show off. Mm. So I think, yeah, okay, I'm going to back that. I'm not confident at all, as always. That's okay. But also, as always, Maddie, what did you want to say to finish up this podcast? I've actually got two things I want to say there because <laughs> I've, I heard, again, back to the Fox Network podcast. At the end of the podcast, they said, like, rate, subscribe to this podcast. And I've always wanted to say that. So like, rate, subscribe, leave us some comments, but also perfect podcasts don't exist. <laughs>